Blog Talk Radio. Oh, wake up, Nat Sound. That last one put us every, everyone to sleep. Nat's Nightly is here, sponsored by federalbaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line. After the Nats and the Marlins split their doubleheader in the nation's capital. They've now played four doubleheaders since 2005 against one another. They've split every one of them, so I guess we shouldn't be surprised, but We'll start with the first one, Doghouse, the one that didn't put us to sleep. Steven Strasburg on the mound, five and zero after seven starts, two seven six ERA, two two four FIP, two two zero walks per nine, ten point six five K for nine, two eighteen, two seventy three eleven line against in forty nine innings before today. Shut the Marlins out over eight innings last time out uh, mid month in April. Struck out 10 batters in that start. Down one nothing early today, though. Christian Yelich, home run on a 96-mile-an-hour 1-0 fastball. It was the first home run by a left-handed bat versus Strasburg in 82 plate appearances so far this season. Uh, Yelich hit a two-out double in the fifth to drive in another run. Uh, he now has two of the three extra base hits by a left-handed bat off of Strasburg this year. So good day for Mr. <laughs> Yelich, the first one. Uh, RBI single by Jeff Mathis in the sixth inning, uh, four to three Nats at that point. That was it for Strasburg, 104 pitches. Uh, not a particularly sharp outing for him, but enough for him to get to the win. Nationals have now won 12 starts in a row by Strasburg, though he hasn't won them all, but a nice streak by him and 6-0 and to start the season, even though we all know how suspect pitcher wins are as a stat. So pitcher wins, they're not as bad as the save, but almost. Uh, I'd just like to say that, that uh, Jeff Masters' RBI single did not kick Strasburg out of the game. Uh, Dusty left him into pitch to each row, and he, and he got him to ground out weekly to second, just like Ben Revere. Oh, did I say that? Expect to hear that over and over again as, uh, as the season <laughs> continues. <clears throat> yeah, Strasburg not looking, you know, his, his best tonight, but he he was effective, and uh, let me look at the numbers here. Yes, it was a quality start. Uh, three walks. Another. Do not like that. Uh, do not like that at all. Um, it, it, and and as, as I remember, uh, I can't remember anything. This is too long of a day of baseball. My brain is fried. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy I have notes. <laughs> I, I remember strongly objecting to, to at least one of the walks there uh, because it was somebody who you just shouldn't be not throwing strikes to. Um, so general disapproval at, uh, at, at lack of commands. Don't be strategic like that. Strike him out. <laughs> I thought it was sort of humorous in the post game. Uh, Dusty Baker talking about uh, Steven Strasburg saying he's still got a ways to go, but he's come a long ways. Uh, he wants it very badly, and I just hope the contract doesn't add any pressure to him because right now he's playing for fun. You hope that everyone gets into that position in their careers. When you're reverting back to it, it doesn't how it doesn't matter about the contract. You've got plenty of money, and you're just reverting back to just playing for the love of the game and also for the thrill of competition. He's a competitor big time, as Dusty Baker likes to say, and he's glad he got the win, <laughs> 6 nothing. but... There's the pressure of going into your contract year, the pressure of playing for your contract, and now apparently the pressure of having that contract and having to live up to it, which is nothing new, something we've seen before. But just there's going to be pressure one way or another when you're pitching in the major leagues, I suppose, is the general message we should get from this. But 
what do you think is his first start out from the new contract? You just don't want to see anything go wrong at this point. You want Strasburg to have a good season. He's continuing to do it. And like we said, six wins on the year, six and no starts. Pretty impressive outing from him. Uh, start for the season for him, something else. Well, all I can say is they must have made up their mind about Rizzo already. Because if this is all we're going to see, dude, we got ripped off. <laughs> Uh, only six um, innings, only seven Ks. Come on, boo! Scherzer struck out twenty. I do think it was humorous that Justin Nicolino uh, three walks to start the first in that first start, for, uh, first game for the Marlins. He was on the mound. Three walks to start the first. Two sacks, lies. Two out RBI single. Three to one at that point. <laughs> in the first two innings of the game, he actually threw more balls than Max Scherzer threw in nine complete innings in his 20 strikeout game. Uh, Michael A. Taylor singled, stole second, scored on a Rendon single in the fifth, four to two at that point. Wilson Ramos solo shot in the sixth. Uh, that's a different note, but anyway, Nicolino wasn't particularly uh, effective out there. Three walks to start the game were kind of tough way to start an outing and. He's lucky the Nationals didn't make him pay. Basically, the sack flies and the two-out RBI single got three runs on the board, but it could have been a lot worse there in the first. Yeah, I always joke about the Nats being sporting gentlemen, and I think we we saw a good bit of that here today. Uh, Nicolino, wow. Um, I, I thought it was also interesting to note that until Worth hit that RBI single in the first, no one on the Nats registered an at bat. (laughs) <laughs> we went five plate appearances with no at-bats because there were three walks and two sacks wide. Uh, yeah, I, I just thought that was another fun little oddity on the on the night. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I look at the look at this lineup on the Marlins, and I see a lot of, of talented hitters, a lot of guys dangerous coming from both sides of the plate. And I think, boy, why aren't they contending? And then I look at their rotation. <laughs> Pitching does sort of fall off a cliff after uh, Jose uh, Jose Fernandez and Wei Yin Chen. They got two nice starters up at the top there, but uh, some up-and-comers and not particularly strong starters after that for sure. But speaking of their impressive hitters, uh, Marcelo Zuna seems to be benefiting from Barry Bonds' uh, tutoring there. A 14-game hit streak, 12 going into the game. Uh, he was 20 for 47, taking his average from 218 to 296. After that, ends up with a 14-game hit streak. Hits in both games today. Uh, he's really swinging the bat well. He's an outfielder I like there. He's young there. He had some struggles last season, but has really kind of come on strong right now. And using Barry Bonds' bat, nonetheless, his bats, I should say multiple because he broke one or two of them today, but uh, just another impressive young talent on there. They got a nice outfield with uh, Yelich, Ozuna, and Stanton going around there. And Stanton didn't look particularly impressive in the park that he's normally killed the national. Yeah, that, that that's sort of interesting. And we've certainly been talking about this the last couple of seasons, this this young, very talented outfield that uh, that the Marlins have and, and are – locking up for more and more time now, I guess, because uh, they're looking to trade it all pretty soon or something because Lori is the <laughs> devil. But, you know, you, you see here uh, Yelich and Ozuna uh, hitting, ripping the cover off the ball here these last two games, while uh, Mike Stanton, one for ten. Mm. So even when you when you have these, the, the Nats managing to neutralize the big hitter, and I'm making the scare quotes with my fingers, 
this is a lineup that has people who can carry right up for him. And then Bohr and his monstrous solo shot there onto the batting eye. That was solo, I guess. I'm, no, no, that was that game. Or was it? No, that I'm looking at the next game. Never mind. But still, uh, a, a lot of great hitters in this lineup. Like I said, I'm glad I have notes so I can figure out what took place in what game because I definitely would not <laughs> otherwise. It was a long day of baseball after a long night of it, too. Uh, Felipe Rivero came on in the seventh in the first game, gave up a double by Derek Dietrich, a single by Martin Prado, uh, 5-4 at that point. The Nationals ended up adding another run. Uh, Michael Taylor, RBI double in the ace to go up 6-4. That was it. But after Rivero, uh, Davy John- uh, Johnson, yeah, it's, it's a long day. Dusty Baker <laughs> said that he, he expects him to heat up. He, he thinks as the year goes along, he'll be getting a little better up there. But after he got in a little bit of trouble, Sean Kelly came on uh, up to 13 and a third scoreless on the year after he went through it. Uh, ending in two-thirds scoreless today. Just really looked dominant out there. I was really impressed by him. As a unimpressive as Felipe Rivera looked in his quick spin out there, Sean Kelly just came on and really dominated the Marlins. Yeah. Uh, I'll note that I, I was watching a web chat with uh, Dave Cameron from Fangraphs the other day, and someone asked something about the Nats bullpen, and he said it would, would look a lot better when uh, people realized that Sean Kelly is not a mop-up pitcher. <laughs> and is probably the, the the best high leverage guy in the bullpen, which it, it, to be fair, I, I think uh, Rizzo kind of realizes. But there are other issues going on with uh, who has to be used where. Closes on the relief aces. It'll be interesting to see how he's used before uh, going forward. Because I think he's definitely going to start getting into those high leverage innings when they when things kind of sort themselves out as things go along, but. Uh, he's a nice backup to have back there. I know Dave always mentions him as a potential backup to Papelbon if he continues to falter. And getting him on a three-year, $15 million deal this winter seems like quite a steal right now, the way he's going. So impressive yeah. start to the season for him. Uh, Tanner Roark, as we switch gears to game number two, the snoozer of the night. Oh, and two for Roark in two starts before against Miami before tonight. 16 hits, nine runs, seven earned. Uh, that's just rough in 10 innings. Uh, since his second loss to Miami, however, he has a 0.99 ERA and a 149, 231, 170 line against in four starts, 27 in the third innings pitched before tonight. He was not sharp at all. He got knocked around while he was out there on the mound. Five innings pitched, eight hits, seven runs, three walks, five Ks. Really high. Uh, where is his pitch count? As I scroll down the screen here, 114 pitches in five innings. It's just not efficient, not sharp. Got knocked around, and as uh, our friend DC guy said on <laughs> on our text conversation there, that I stole it for a uh, headline. The Marlins seem to be Roark's kryptonite so far this season. Just really struggling against them. Yeah, I'll, uh, they certainly had success got their hits on him, but uh, Roark, like you say, not sharp. Three walks in five innings, okay, he picked up five Ks, which, you know, is is, is pretty decent for Roark, but he, he really didn't seem to have good fastball command today. Um, it, it was not just the walks. I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm watching from uh, my perch high up in the, in the upper deck, so I, I wasn't looking at pitch track, but I'm assuming that he was missing his spots and he was missing over the plate because that, there was a lot of hard hit balls uh, uh, spraying around there behind him. 
<laughs> against the spring training split squad team that was uh, in the field there. <laughs> yeah, if he was up in the zone and out over the middle most of the time he was out there, and that's what he got hit hard for the most part. But Sammy Solis with another nice outing comes on after that three scoreless. Oliver Perez gives up three hits in an inning, somehow doesn't give up a run. He's a wily veteran yet again. Uh, bad news for the Marlins. Kendry Flores, who got the start, called up from AAA. Uh, looked decent while he was out there. He's a big kid, 24-year-old right-hander, low 90s heater, slider heavy last season, kind of uh, didn't last out there long enough to really get a good impression of him. He ended up leaving with some sort of shoulder issue, so hopefully he's all right. But that was just about all I have, <laughs> the interest I have in that game. Once it went up to 7-1 in the fifth, I pretty much stopped paying attention to it. I watched it. I did pay attention, but not too closely as it went on. The big news, I think, out of tonight, uh, Harper sat out the game, uh, drops his appeal of the suspension, decides to just take the night off in the doubleheader. Probably a good idea, as we predicted last night that he would. So that's all over with, getting back in the lineup for the series finale with the Marlins. Are, are you glad they just got it over with and didn't make a big deal out of it and just get Harper done with it and moving on with this season. What, what didn't make a big deal about it? I thought this was a team-wide protest. If Harper doesn't play, nobody plays, even the people on the field. Is that why they all said that? Maybe I was just reading uh, into the situation. Yeah, I, I'm glad that's over with. Tur- turn a page. Uh, let's let's grow and move on. Are you surprised at all that uh... – uh, Jose Lobaton got the start last night with Gio Gonzalez pitching, but uh, Wilson Ramos goes both games today. Are you surprised at all that he stayed around for all uh, 18 innings that were played this afternoon? Yeah, that that did startle me quite a bit, although Lobaton came in in the last couple of innings. Uh, right. I noticed he, he, in the he got in that bat in the ninth, but I, I was, I was a, a little surprised not to see him in the lineup especially considering all the, the the trouble Flores seemed to be having with lefties. I think he walked almost every lefty in the lineup at least once uh, be, before he came out. Uh, so having Lobotone in there as a switch hitter to put another lefty against him, well, probably wouldn't have made much difference, but it might have made some. Uh, but I, I, I don't think I can really complain too much about the price, precise construction of the second game's lineup. Lobatone came on on the ninth inning as a defensive sub. I should note there uh, got one at bat in the end, as he noted. Uh, big story of the day outside of this wonderful split and snooze fest in the nightcap. Nationals 24 and 13 on the year, but the big news, in my opinion, is that the Nationals finally did exercise Mike Rizzo's uh, two-year option. It was built into the end of his contract, the two-year deal he signed last time. Uh, they had until June 15th to exercise it. it covers 2017 and 2018, so we're guaranteed two-plus years of Rizzo. At, well, not guaranteed, I suppose. They can do whatever they want. But assuming <laughs> things go well, he'll be here through 2018, which is also when uh, Bryce Harper is potentially going to become a free agent if they don't re-up with him before then and extend Harper, which I think everyone's kind of hoping they will. And after the Strasburg deal got done, maybe it's even more of a possibility, which Rizzo and uh, Scott Boris both talked about this week. But good to see them get this deal done with Rizzo and make, get that all out of the way so we don't have an interesting four weeks coming up before we reach before we would have reached that June 15th deadline. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad this is, has, uh, is something that we can stop worrying about and, and 
talking about. We can just move on and uh, hope the Nets continue to win games more than uh, more than not. Um, as Mrs. Doghouse pointed out as we were walking home, they, they got to keep him through the All Star game at least. He's earned that much. <laughs> it's definitely earned at least a couple more months at the helm. Uh, just reading a tweet Sorry, from no, James I mean, Wagner. I mean, the All Star game coming to DC. Oh, okay. That's a little bit clear. I figured he definitely earned a few months, but yes, 2018 yeah. All Star game will be a nice showcase for everything that Rizzo and company and the learners in the front office have built. They worked hard for that. It uh, looks like Rizzo talked with uh, reporters tonight. Ted Lerner met with Mike Rizzo between games of the doubleheader and told him his option had been picked up, according to James Wagner. Rizzo talked to reporters afterwards as he weren't, wasn't worried about the contract at all. I guess it's good to have the decision made and get it done. We've got a lot of work to do, though. As he said in the press release, they've done a lot. They've built a good organization that's self-sustaining, producing talent, and producing prospects for them to trade when they need stuff. But the ultimate goal still hasn't been reached, and that's a World Series. So good to see Rizzo's there and good to know no one's satisfied yet and that they're still building towards it. Yeah, we, we've got uh... – I, I think we can agree that it's, it's a pretty good process in place. Uh, it's pretty well supported, but we haven't achieved the result that, that we all want, and that's that's flags. Flags in the outfield, the only ones there from the Senators right now. So hopefully the Nationals will add their own in the next couple of years. That's nightly. We're sort of awake now, but that last game was killing me. I'll admit it. I'll admit it. Uh, it was a rough one. Brutal. First game was fun. Second game, not so much. One more with the Marlins tomorrow afternoon. One thirty-five start. Nats nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. Will be better tomorrow. Hopefully, the Nats will be too. Talk to you then, sir. <laughs> Go Nats. <laughs>